This is... Prepare yourself. An Infinity Bros. Prepare yourself. Spoiler. Warning. Welcome to the Infinity Bros Podcast, the only podcast that's perfectly balanced, as all things should be. My name is Isaac Edlin, I am your host tonight, and with me I have just one, but not just one, one very special Infinity Bro, Zane Ellis. Hello, thank you for having me on my podcast. <laughs> your <laughs> podcast, wow. Is this, this is Zane's well, it's podcast? It's a collective group. Uh, you're, you're right, you're right, it is. It's a collective group, um, I'm part of that. It's going to be a classic Isaac and Zane mess around um, this episode. So, so everybody who doesn't want that can go ahead and just check out right now. Everybody who I'm assuming everybody wants in on this, keep listening because buckle up. It's about to get wild. Um, yeah, we're going to talk about a lot of things, including Boba Fett um, episodes one and two uh, just dropped on Disney Plus the past couple weeks. And we're going to get some some uh, old segments back. We're going to get some hot and snot, and we're going to do our first official top six segment, um, switching that up a little bit since uh, we decided to kind of go a different direction. New year, new Infinity Bros. We're doing top sixes now instead of top fives. So, Zane, what's going on with you in 2022, man? How's the new year treating you? I mean, so far, so good. Like, I'm still here, still alive. I mean, we're only uh, eight days in. Yeah, so. yeah. Still a <laughs> lot of time to to see if we'll survive 2022. But There's still so much time for shenanigans. Oh, yeah. You know, oh, yeah. Don't even, people don't even know. Absolutely. There's going to be so many shenanigans that we're getting into this year. Um, as most of you know, uh, we actually just celebrated our 100th episode on as a podcast, the Infinity Bros podcast. Um, and man, that was just a really cool, special thing. We broadcasted it live on Twitch. It is now live on YouTube, and you can listen to it on your favorite podcast platform. But we, I mean, ranked our, our 2021 Stan Lee Awards, um, our favorite TV shows, movies, and Infinity Gems of 2021. So make sure you go check that out to kind of get our 2021 recap and this episode is our first official episode of 2022. So we're looking ahead. Um, big things in store for the Infinity Bros. We're going to keep churning out content. Uh, as of right now, right this second, Zane, we have streamed, I think, seven out of the eight days in 2022. I was going to say, we have started out strong on the streaming. It has been... It has been clutch. Yeah, we are stepping. We are stepping up our game on Twitch. Uh, if you are a fan of video games, you can check out our Twitch channel at Twitch.tv/the underscore Infinity underscore Bros. Uh, we stream a variety of games, a wide variety. Since four of us, four of us are streaming now. Max Infinity Bro Max just picked up streaming. Which, I mean, if you had a bingo card for twenty twenty two. Max starting to stream would probably not be on my bingo card at all. It wasn't on mine. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> it's, it's, we got wild things happening at the Infinity Bros right now. So, 
Um, I don't know. Maybe Zane will be will be streaming next. So who knows? Uh, anything can anything can happen in 2022. So we'll see. Time will tell. So welcome to the Infinity Bros. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. You can check out the Infinity Bros at theinfinitybros.com, um, any podcast platform or uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, and YouTube. Lots of ways you can get connected with us. You can join our Discord for daily discussion on anything that's going on, including up-to-date shows like Boba Fett. Boba Fett just dropped uh, Zane last... It, it caught the end of 2020, the first episode did. Um, and then uh, it's going to be releasing weekly on Wednesdays on Disney+. And <clears throat> this the show kind of... I don't know. I can't... I feel like... Early on, this show came as kind of a shock to Star Wars fans because it's basically replacing the Mandalorian as of right now. Like, uh, there's no you know new Mandalorian season for 2021 slash 2022. Instead, we're getting Boba Fett. So I think a few people were shocked at that. What were your thoughts about that when they announced that we were getting this instead of the Mandalorian this well, year? I think it's one of those things that the Star Wars universe is big enough that there's a ton of stories to tell and you don't necessarily need to become hyper-focused on just certain characters. Like, yeah, Boba Fett goes back, you know, years and has very much a different following and is a loved character by many, but, like, it hasn't really ever had anything that's been fully fleshed out before. And so, yeah, obviously the Mandalorian's a brand new character as well, but with Boba Fett, like this is kind of a long-standing character we've had that hasn't had that opportunity in the spotlight. Like we've had plenty with everything with the Skywalkers and the Emperor and, you know, all the main stuff. Like it, it's nice to see a little bit of a branch out that let's see some other stuff from some of these characters. Cause I mean, even you go back into like Clone Wars, like there wasn't even a ton of Boba Fett in like the Clone Wars there wasn't much from, like, Bad Batch. Like, he really hasn't Honestly, had... Honestly, surprisingly, because I feel like, I mean, they started a story arc with him and then just kind of just, like, left him after that. Like, they never went back to it, which I was kind of surprised Supposedly, about. Supposedly, it was supposed to be... Get more focus in, like, the season seven that got canceled. Oh, interesting. It was supposed to focus more on Boba Fett. Well, that ended up never happening, and yeah, so those arcs just kind of ended up dying out. And it's like, well, lo would have loved to see more for that. So yeah, I'd love to get more of the adventures of Boba Fett when he was younger. But like, I will settle on what we have now, too, because it's, it's cool to see. Absolutely. Um, so I mean, this, we've got Tamir Morrison coming back as Boba Fett uh, from, you know, his appearance in the Mandalorian and Ming-Na Wen coming back as Fennec Shand, who also appeared in the Mandalorian, which honestly wild stuff like star Wars universe is doing some craziness because Fennec Shand appeared in, um, I believe the last season of clone wars. No, 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 no. She's, yes. she, she did appear in it, but she wasn't like, now I'm trying to keep this straight. No, I think she was only in the Bad Batch. She was in the Bad Batch for sure, uh, which is the animated yeah, show for sure in the Bad Batch that came out this year. Um, I'm trying to remember if she hit me. I don't think she did make an appearance because I think her first appearance was in the Mandalorian last year. Um, well, correct me if we're wrong, uh, listeners. But uh, yeah, I 
the fact that they're bringing these characters from live action and intertwining them into their animated shows, fantastic. They're doing some amazing stuff with the Star Wars universe. And for all of the, I don't, you know, I think, Zane, um, I don't think Bad Batch made your list either uh, for TV shows of 2021. I think Jarrett is the only one that put it on his list, but it was definitely in my honorable mentions. Like, this is a great show. If you guys don't have Disney Plus, make sure you get, like, I don't even know if they have free trials for Disney Plus, honestly, but make sure you somehow get, get around to watching this show if you enjoy Star Wars content because it's a, as far as spinoffs go, it's a fantastic spinoff. It's a great, great animated show. They do it a lot of awesome character building and different things than you would really expect um, from, you know, the Clone Wars type of stuff. So um, great animated show. But Ming-Na Wen is fantastic as Fennec Shand. And, and her and Tamira Morrison are the basis of this Book of Boba Fett show that we're diving into. So we're basically going to be reviewing these first two episodes here. Um, episode one, holy crap. We get slapped in the face with a bunch of Star Wars lore. <laughs> Just like... Like they go right into it. They like I kind of wondered before the season how they were going to play this. Right. Saying like, are they are they going to revisit Boba Fett's past? Like we all kind of know that he survived the Sarlacc, obviously. But are they going to go back to that? Are they just going to keep going, plowing ahead into the future? Like what? How are they going to handle this? And they like no, no holds barred. They're like, all right, let's just. Let's just show everybody a recap of what's been happening in Boba Fett's life, basically, in episode one, which was fantastic. They showed us, like, I know, I know you've seen it already, Zane, but so for those of you guys, we are fans of both The Office and Parks and Rec, um, the TV shows on this show. In Parks and Rec, um, they have this fantastic uh, character played by, gosh, what's his name again? Um I'm blanking on the actor's name that plays him, but he, he literally lays out. He's like, there's this scene. Oh yeah. In, Patton Oswalt. Yeah. Patton Oswalt. He, he, when he's the, he's the town. Yes. Folk. He's the and town he, folk. And he's doing the yeah, filibuster. He's, he's filibustering this town meeting so they can't get anything done. And he literally lays out this screenplay for, um, like, I don't even, it's, it's a movie. I think he's doing a movie or something like that, but he's like describing the scene of how Boba Fett survives and it's wild. Like I'm sure the creators of book of Boba Fett, like honestly referenced this, like they took this shot for shot. Everything he references is like in the scene where he survives the Sarlacc pit, which is just absolutely wild and, and complete gold. If you guys haven't watched parks and rec, you need to go do that right now. Like fantastic show. But Patton Oswalt is a gem in the nerd and just comedy uh, communities, like dudes, a beast. And it was so funny. Like if I'm sure you, a lot of you guys have seen on TikTok, there's, they like lined up his speech with the actual shots from book of Boba Fett. And he like it exactly how he describes it. He pokes his like gauntlet out of the sand and like, you know, comes up <laughs> Fantastic. Make sure you go check that out. But like 
man, they just dove right into it. Did you like how they just like nothing? They they didn't even really give any context. They're just like dove right into his past. I'm fine with it. So it's like I don't really need more context to that. Like, I mean, you kind of had the introduction, what you had from the Mandalorian. So obviously you're coming into this knowing, oh, it's the book of Boba Fett. But it it kind of already starts off that footing of like, all right, we're going to go with what Boba Fett's adventure is right now. And so it's like, I don't need a ton of exposition or what's from the past. And it's like, you, if you go back then and start to just to watch this, like it doesn't miss the beat of what you're watching from the Mandalorian. So like you could burn through the first two seasons of the Mandalorian or, you know, or even wait a second is Boba. Is he just in the first season of Mandalorian? Or is no, he's, he's only two? in season two. He's only season two. So like you could just burn through, watch season two and then right to this, just start with book of Boba Fett. Like there's no, like it, this, the universe stays rolling from where it is. Like you don't have to like play catch up. It's not, which I can understand how some people having to go back. Like when they released, you know, the season six of like the clone wars, like it feels like you're having to go back to a story that's right. already happened. Cause it had been like 10 Whereas, years since they had, you know, released, you know, and it was still very cool. And it was something like the fans wanted, but like this, it, it's none of that. It's not like you got to run back and like, Oh, you got to watch this movie to understand this. Like, it's like, Nope, here's the present. Here's what the story we're going we're just running with this and we're going to give you enough of the, the context to be like, Hey, here's probably more of like the little nuggets that like the fans want to see, like, Hey, him escaping him. Like, how did this establish for this? Like those little tidbits, but it's not going to bog down the story with that. Cause it's more of like, Hey, we're taking this adventure from where it's at and moving forward. Even though there is one, one thing I hope they get to because it's a non-canon thing, but it, it it's so much more story behind it. But if they go the non-canon route of explaining how Boba Fett gets the dent in his helmet. Yes, that would if be they sick. stick with that, if they stick stick with the story that was written, that would be the coolest thing ever. Because like if for those that like don't know. I I guess not really a spoiler because it's not even canon, but the story is him and Cad Bane getting a duel and they shoot each other at the same time. Okay. Like, you know how they reveal that too? Cad Bane shows up and they like have a face off and like, oh, wow. Haven't seen you in a long time. Like type of thing. Like, oh, if Cad Bane shows up at like the end of Book of Boba Fett, I will freak out. Oh, that would be fantastic. I I love Cad Bane. He is one of my all-time favorite Clone Wars characters. Like, Like, I I think he's honestly, I think he's probably on my top five, at least top ten for sure, top five list of Star Wars characters of all time. Like, I want to see Cad Bane in live action so bad. That would be amazing. The big floppy hat, the way he talks, just the, the way he's just so cool and chill just about so everything. badass like dude just, right like, just like going toe-to-toe with obi-wan just not even worried about it like this dude is cool <laughs> like bounty hunters you don't think of them as like um fearless like that's not really an adjective you would use to describe bounty hunters like they kind of just want to get their money and that's kind of the bottom line if it's if it comes down to they're in danger of losing their lives, 
I feel like most bounty hunters probably just like check out. But like you're right, he stares down Obi Wan like everybody he comes into contact with. Dude has a sh- legit showdown with because he has no fear. Well, not of that, but like his whole character is personified and based on like that old west gunslinger. Right, and exactly. I think that's what makes him so cool. Of like, I I'm gonna look you in the eyes as I take you out. Like it's just that cool. Like yeah, you're like oh he's a bad guy, but like that guy's cool. Like you look at it and you're just like this guy's <laughs> legit. So awesome. So yeah, absolutely would. Please, please give us Cad Bane in this season. That would be amazing. And man, like we've they've been doing this in Mandalorian a little bit too, but I feel like this season specifically, they're really playing on the fan service and and nostalgia, the lore in Star Wars. Like I feel like they're using this season to really highlight that stuff. Mandalorian, they kind of got away from that a little bit because they wanted it to be kind of its own thing, like start a new chapter in star Wars, like lore. And this one, I feel like they're, they're going to full play into it. Like, and we will, we'll go into how they're doing that already in two episodes in. But so at the end of season two of the Mandalorian, we get a post credit scene. Boba Fett goes into Jabba the Hutt's palace, kills uh, Bib Fortuna, takes over control of his empire, his crime empire. And that's, Honestly, this is my only complaint of the show so far. I have no real idea of where the direction of this show is going. Um, like, as far as we know, all we the plot of this show is Boba trying to regain control of like the the Hut um, Empire that he now con- is in control of, and I feel like I mean we're only two episodes in, so there's a lot of time for them to develop that. But, like, I feel like it's a little, like, wishy-washy. Like, what is the real plot of this show right now? Like, I, I, I'm kind of a little bit lost in that. But because there's so much fan service and so much lore, I don't care at this point. <laughs> right. <It's, laughs> they're doing a great job of playing on the nostalgia and the lore of, of Star Wars fans all over the world. So <laughs> so we get him, Fennec Chan. They, they go back. Um, episode one, they kind of basically get acquainted with the people in the area. Um, the mayor uh, sends a delegate uh, who kind of honestly disrespects him a little bit and is, doesn't give him a tribute. He's like not really thinking that Boba probably is going to retain control of this hut empire. Um, so he doesn't really do anything. He kind of expects a tribute from him. And Boba's like a little peeved at that as he should be um yeah and then i you know again so we get boba multiple times throughout this episode goes into this tank where he's healing uh he calls it and that's where he get these flashbacks and i think that's a really great way to kind of introduce the the past of what's happening um i i really 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 hope that they don't just play this off as like just a way to show us Boba's past. I hope the, I hope the tank plays some role in this somehow, like the nightmares that they, they say are going on with him. Like, I hope this isn't just like literally a way to show us the past. 
I hope this somehow plays a role in the plot because I feel like it's a little bit of a cheap way to show us that. Sure, it's better than just like cutting back and showing us the past, but I feel like, like why introduce it if it's not going to be important down the line? Uh, that's another kind of thought I had through these first couple episodes. Like, I, I really do hope that it plays a part down the line. But he gets in these back to tank. He has these nightmares where he shows us the past. And in the past, obviously, we've already talked about, we see the scene where he escapes the Sarlacc pit. That was sick. Um, he, so he wakes up in the Sarlacc pit, right? Like he goes over to this stormtrooper who is also in the Sarlacc pit, uses his oxygen from his suit to <laughs> survive a little bit and then somehow digs himself out. I don't, they don't really show that part of it but like zane thoughts on this whole scene where he escapes the sarlacc pit like was it everything you wanted as a star wars fan well it was just like everyone for so long it just hypothesized it was just like oh right how does boba fett get out right. so like you you knew it was one of those scenes you knew you were gonna get but it was one of those things that was just like it, it was almost like no matter what they showed you were gonna be happy with it because you're like yes this is happening it's finally on the screen it's finally canon, so it's just like it, it didn't really matter. And then you're miss you're leaving out the best part of that is not only does he go to that trooper get the oxygen, but then he shoves his hand through part of the starlack and just lets us oh yeah just, just start bur just just starts torching it <laughs> like and that's like so like from what little we know of him from the original um the original like Star Wars movies can't you like see that exact thing happening if it were a continuation of like the the 1980 movie like i feel like right. that's something exactly that boba fett would have done from his character right. in the old in the movies like for so sure. that yeah, was definitely that was sick i i did appreciate that for sure say escapes the sarlacc pit um basically passes out gets his armor taken from the jawas and which we you know obviously find out in mandalorian he gets that back um but then gets captured by a bunch of um sand people so tuscan raiders for those uh star wars fans out there um and um you know we kind of like wonder how he's getting out of this because we see him in the first scene he's introduced in the mandalorian he is standing there with his tuscan raider weapon with a cloak, like he looks like he's been living the Tuscan Raider life, basically on Tatooine for a while now. So, um, like, yeah, it, it was cool callback to season two of the Mandalorian, um, which will, you know, we, we see even more of in episode two, and I'm sure we'll see more of down the, the line of the show. But basically, I think season one ends with like he starts kind of developing a relationship with these Tuscan Raiders. He starts like earning their trust. And like, I mean, there's been a lot of talk on social media about like how like, I mean, Tuscan Raiders, like we, we know them from the the uh, movies as these kind of annoying uh, people who are raiding villages they're you know like shooting at pod racers randomly in in episode one like they're kind of a nuisance right like that's pretty much all they're looked at in the movies but in this show 
we see them as like a people group. We see them as an like an indigenous people native to Tatooine, which is kind of cool. Like we we see that they have, you know, they obviously have a language, which we assume that they have a language in the old movies. But like, you know, again, they're more of a just kind of a little brush by in the story in the movies. So we don't really dwell on that for very much. But like, yeah, we see we see and we we see a little bit of that in obviously episode two where Anakin goes and slaughters a whole village of Tusken Raiders. But, <laughs> but I digress. Uh, <laughs> so we get, we get to this and we see them like interacting like normal people would, right? Like, and he starts earning their trust, which is a really cool aspect of of these couple episodes that we've gotten so far so Zane what did you think of the relationship between um Boba and the Tusken Raiders initially and how that all started developing well I think that runs back further and I think it's more of a credit to what Favreau and Filoni are doing of what you had because it you started getting more of this fleshed out of who the Tusken Raiders are even back in the Mandalorian it's not just the right. yeah yeah the the crazy taking pot shots at pod racers and they're like hey we like this is you know a native people group to Tatooine right. like let's let's flesh this out more like yeah they they live in the dunes like because that's one of those things you never questioned before but then you're like oh how do people like that just live in the desert like there's nothing out there so literally it's nothing like kinda, every scene they're in it's just like flat sand that's like it it's just sand <laughs> like sand everywhere and you're like oh okay and then just to move on from there and then yeah it kind of get that even more fleshed out with uh boba fett and yeah i think it, i think that's gonna play the bigger role because of like the influence they have and teaching the lessons that he ultimately learns from them like i think that's what we're is going to be the larger picture as the show goes on of um, like what you see with him as, you know, he's the, what's, what was the word they used? Uh, the Daimo, which again, taken from ancient, you know, samurai or Japanese culture. I'm pretty sure is where Daimo comes from, but with him taking over, you know, from Bib Fortuna, like you see how he kind of changes think. Well, I don't know about changing his thinking, but how he had that with the Tuscan Raiders of just like, Hey, you don't need to just hide in the dunes, like be proud. Like you're noble people like these, you know, you know, every sand in this desert, like, let's go. Yeah. Let's go take that train thing down. Spoiler alert, but um, let's go do that. And then the other events in number two and just, yeah, as he was talking to them, how he was like, and then when he sent the uh, the spice trader out, he was just like, "Nah, you can uh, you, you can pay tribute if you want to come through these deserts now," and like I think that's kind of where you get that idea, and I think that is going to be that springboard of what he's going to go forward, like how he's going to run run things now that he's taken over for Jabba, or you know, I, it's going to be. I think it's kind of a bit of a herald to here's how the things have always been done, but we're going to change it. He, ch he kind of brought a new perspective, how the Tusken Raiders do things. Now he's changing it. How I don't remember where Jabba's palace is. What's the name of that city? 
Mas, it's not Mas, Mas Espa. That sounds right. Maybe, but like gradually changing it. And then like, you could even see it too in this, like the last episode, when you have the, the huts come in, how like everyone's countenance changed and how the mayor was just like, nah, I'm not going to pay you. Right tribute or whatever and it's just like okay well this is all the old way of doing stuff and how i think i don't remember it was it was the 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 twi'lek at the den or the mayor that was like no you do this through fear and then bofa was just like nah right that's not how i'm gonna operate this we're gonna do it through shan too like she's she's telling boba like hey you need to you need to do this through fear and yeah he straight up says no we're doing this through earning respect which i mean in tatooine for i mean who knows how long the huts have ruled this area and that's how they've always done it so nobody knows any differently so boba comes in and he's like changing the culture and everybody because of it is not taking him seriously and you know from everything we know about boba you don't mess with boba so, like, I'm assuming we're going to see more of that throughout this season. But, man, like, yeah, it's 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 cool that we're seeing him take this tone of, like, we're going to earn our respect instead of just commanding everybody out of fear. Because he absolutely could. He's Boba Fett. He could probably command a lot of fear if he wanted to. But he's he's taking that different approach, like you're saying. So, yeah that's pretty sweet. And he like, you know, and he, that's exactly what he does with the Tuscan Raiders through both episode one and two. He earns their respect and eventually like, you know, teaches them how to use the swoop bikes. They do the heist of the train all together. And he leads that whole thing, like plans everything. Um, yeah, you know, and earns their respect. And then they give him this tiny little lizard that goes inside of his head (laughs) And that leads him to that part was a little weird, honestly. I was like, oh, okay, this is this is bizarre, but here we are. I was not expecting that. <laughs> yeah. So they give him this tiny little lizard. He goes on a quest to find he's like hallucinating this whole time too, I'm assuming. He finds <laughs> oh, this yeah, random tree branch in the middle of the desert, <laughs> brings it back, forges his own Tuscan Raider weapon. Which what do they even call those things? Like I don't oh, even know. I'm, I don't think they say it in, in that. I've heard what they're called before, but I Ga- can't remember. Gaffy stick. Okay, I'm seeing yeah. that right here. Gaffy stick. All right, so he forges his own gaffy stick. He's, <laughs> by the end of episode two, uh, in the past uh, timeline, he's become a Tuscan Raider, basically, which, I mean, when we saw, <laughs> like, I guess you could have, like, probably predicted that just from Mandalorian season two, but, like, did you did you see this coming at all? Like I these first two episodes have been like good, but like surprising to me, like the direction that they're going. I'm like, I did not see that coming, but it's like a welcome like it. It's it's getting good and I'm fully intrigued by this show. Right. I think part of that, too, is just because you're basically making a show off of the namesake like, hey, Boba Fett recognizable name but going from there you're like I, what is this going to encompass like where is it gonna go and i think that's what kind of adds to some of that because you're like what is this gonna show like and 
it, part of you, you're like, oh, yeah, Boba Fett. You're just going to get some sweet adventures with this awesome bounty hunter, blah, 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 blah. But then you kind of sit back. You're like, oh, we've never actually gotten any stories regarding him. We've never, you know, even what you got from the movies, he just <laughs> a stone wall of, you know, no emotions. Like, he's never been fleshed out. I mean, the, the little bit we had from, like, Clone Wars, like, that was when he was a kid. And the little bit from, like, Attack of the Clones again as a kid. Like, we've never seen anything else as he's gotten older. Right. Well, and then, like, you know, he probably had a total of, what, like, five lines in Empire? Or, oh, it was Return of the Jedi, wasn't it, that he was in? Like, he, he yeah. had, like, nothing. We, he's, he's, like, a total Star Wars legend without actually having any background, any solid background to his character. And the show is finally giving him canonical background. Like he's had kind of a fanfic background for a long time, but this is giving him canonical background finally, which is just cool to see because I mean, I, is there any other fandom that loves a character so much with so little screen time as Boba Fett was before Mandalorian season two came along? Like, I don't, I don't know if there is one because Boba Fett was on screen a total of maybe like five minutes in probably combined attack of the clones and uh, return of the Jedi. Like dude had zero screen time at all, pretty much. And there's been a ton of fanfic. There's been a lot of like kind of legends um, stuff about him. There's been plenty of books written all like even even before Disney came in and said nothing from this point back is canon. Even before that, all the other stuff about Boba was like kind of up in the air canonical. It wasn't like it wasn't like there was a solid, solid backstory. Obviously, everybody knew that he survived the Sarlacc pit, but that was like kind of it. Like he's kind of been this like Star Wars enigma. And now we're finally learning what's going on or what happened to him, which I mean, as a star Wars fan, like what, what more can you ask for? Right. For sure. And I think that's, yeah. Giving credit to Filoni again, like this has so much more of his fingerprints on it of like, Hey, let's take these stories that people might not necessarily expect or just understanding that there's so much out there in regards to the star Wars universe that, Let's run with some of this other stuff. Let's just see what we can have. There's so many mediums that you can express this story through so many different characters. And yeah, like you said, has there ever been a character in anything else that has garnered so much attention and just, you know, just love from a fan base as Boba Fett? And he had, yeah, five minutes of screen time, like ever just a universal love character. Um, yeah, I think it's cool that now it's just like, all right, let's, we need to give Boba Fett some attention now. Like actually let, let's build him into this universe. And like, obviously it's not like, Oh, young Boba Fett. And we're going to see all these adventures, but I think we're getting to the point kind maybe not to the degree, like what Marvel's doing. Uh, granted it's all owned by the same people. So whatever, but um, like y- you recognize what you had, all these old beloved characters but you can kind of build off that and usher in this new era. 
you can use some of these old characters, still tell some of these stories, but you don't have to just stick with that. You don't have to just keep rehashing the old stuff. Like, you can use this to transition to the new stuff, and that's why, like, yep, we're going to get some attention with Boba Fett, but the carrying forward now, like, it's the Mandalorian. And you can use that to establish that and move that to carry over. And, you know, maybe they pull it something like at the end of this story, maybe we're going towards that Boba, you know, recreates his own bounty hunter guild. And then we have a new generation of bounty hunters come up or, you know, like who knows, like, but you can use an established character to bring in kind of a new era as of Star Wars. Disney is doing some great things here. We're getting some great fan service in the fact that we're, I mean, what we've already mentioned, we're getting backstory to Boba Fett, who is this beloved character who we have zero canonical backstory up until this point. We're also bringing in some of these just fantastic pieces of lore from Star Wars. So episode one, one, one specific one that I want to point out is Max Rebo. He's this... <laughs> elephant looking thing who plays the keyboard in the original trilogy and they brought him back he's in the cantina like uh you know whatever bar that uh boba walks into he's still there he's he's playing keyboard still dude's a legend um <laughs> it's his it's his pat it's his passion it's his man passion, right exactly keyboard-y. you know i heard actually i heard somebody on tiktok say that max rebo in Star Wars um, lore is this galaxy-renowned musician. And I was like, okay, if that's true, why the heck is he stuck in Tatooine, for one? Why is he with... And In the in the original trilogy, we see him in Django... Or, uh, and sorry, in... Uh, what's his face? Uh, gosh, why can't I think of his name? The... Um, the slug guy. What's his name? <laughs> Frank. Uh, I can only think of Django and Boba right now for some reason. <laughs> Who are you trying to the think The Hut. Jabba? Uh, Jabba. Jabba? Yeah, we see him in Jabba's <laughs> palace. So, like, if you're a world-renowned res- musician, you're not going to be stuck in some, like, back-planet, like, palace that nobody goes to like that's <laughs> that makes yeah but if you're if you're world renowned galaxy renowned. like jo- galaxy renowned like Jabba's not gonna let you leave like Jabba <laughs> wants the finest okay, okay so okay, okay let's just say Jabba uh makes him stay okay number two why the heck is he in some random bar in Tatooine long after Jabba's gone like <laughs> that's the question <laughs> maybe he just you know stayed there and, you know, got hooked on the culture, got himself a mistress. Mm, yes. You know, yes, I'm sure. And he's just I'm sure a planet full of sand dunes and harsh weather conditions is very super appealing to stay at for sure. <laughs> you know, maybe like you're getting real judgy. Maybe he's just trying to write a new album and he's just trying to find that inspiration. Yeah, that's, that's true. Maybe maybe Tatooine is giving them him the hardship that he needs to write his new like hit album that's going to get him out of tattooing. Exactly. Maybe he's going through an emo phase. Maybe, you know, that's a great question. You, you don't, you don't know. I mean, like who knows the mind of a musician and Max Rebo apparently is a galaxy renowned one. So 
yeah, it was it was cool to see some of those throwbacks though. And they kind of like had um the the theme of the cantina music from the original Star Wars music in the background of what they were playing in the bar, which was kind of a cool callback as well. Um but speaking of characters that we love to see get introduced, we get a really, really big reveal in episode two. And I know uh, Jarrett especially was um, super excited about this one. So we see the the Hutt um, brother and sister, like twins. They call them the twins. They come back um, and they're basically there to reclaim their um, their territory from Jabba basically so uh Boba shows him down he's like uh this is my territory they surprisingly say that blood is bad for business and they agree to leave but not before we see a character that I mean this is another like I can't believe Disney is doing this fan service thing we see this really tough looking Wookiee comes strolling through the crowd. He comes and just stares down Boba. And this one, I I did not recognize right away. I was like, there's gotta be some significance to this guy. Like he can't just be some random Wookiee, right? Like that just strolls up here. And once I like kind of looked it up, researched who this guy is, I recognize him because I've read some Star Wars comics. So this is a character from the comics this guy is Black Kersentan, um, which is a famous gladiator Wookiee who becomes a bounty hunter. And he is he is pretty significant in the Star Wars comic books um, in, in Marvel's comic books specifically. So like kind of the canon comic books, if you will, um, that the Disney has been uh, backing and putting out. Like, he's been a pretty significant character in those comic books. So, and I've read a decent amount of those, so I, like, had seen him and knew who he was. But that was a really cool, really cool reveal. Did you know who this was right away when you when he stepped on screen, Zane? Have you read any of the comics? No, I haven't. Okay. And so, no, I, like, he looked familiar, but I couldn't place him. At first, I thought, like, for whatever reason... He was making me think of like, was he a character in Fallen Order? Yeah, honestly, like, like he kind of like he, that's what I he had these familiar vibes to him, and I was like, <sighs> right, I couldn't place it. Like I was like, I, it, it's it has a familiarity to it, but like I couldn't place why he looked familiar. Right, exactly. So he comes on, and I mean this this dude fought his way out of a gladiator like arena scenario type of thing in the comics. Like he's no joke. He's one of the best bounty hunters in the galaxy, commonly employed by Darth Vader and um, Jabba the Hutt in the comics. So, like, this dude is legit. Um, so he comes up, has a stare down with Boba. I'm assuming we're going to get a showdown, you know, later in the show, uh, which is going to be sick. But that was a really cool, you know call back to the comics which we really haven't seen a lot of references to like they've kind of snuck in little easter eggs here and there but like up until this point star wars comics really haven't been like they i will say since the marvel took the star wars comics over if you start that run i think it starts in like 
gosh, 2014 and 2015 or something. If you read from then on, like, the Star Wars comics are really, really good, actually. There's some really iconic scenes. One specifically, Zane, that I know you've pointed out, there's this page where Darth Vader is, like, in a battlefield, and he's literally surrounded by hundreds, possibly thousands of soldiers. And some dude literally shouts at him, like, dude, you're surrounded, like, give up. And he's like, the only thing I'm surrounded by is dead men. And he lights up his lightsaber. And that's, like, the most badass Darth Vader moment possibly in Darth Vader history. Like, that panel is iconic. Like, so cool. So these comics are actually legit. Make sure you go check those out. But that was really cool that they had um, this reference to the comics. And hopefully we keep seeing more. Um, and references to, again, you know, other shows, Clone Wars, Rebels. I, you know, and I didn't look this up before this podcast, but it would be really interesting to see where the timeline is on all of this. Because this has got to be like after Rebels, right? Because Rebels happens um, pretty much right after, gosh, happens like right, right before the Rebel Resistance forms, right? So this is yes, it's, and this happens. The Mandalorian happens like a few years after the events of um, of the original trilogy. So it's a it's a pretty significant amount of time there, which actually begs the question: like, how the heck old is Boba Fett? That's a great question. How long did he sit there on Tatooine? Looking for his armor from the Jawas that stole them. <laughs> old. He's, he's, he's old. old. <laughs> and did you notice, though, Zane, that, like, Tamira Morrison looks way better in this than he did in The Mandalorian? Like, dude had a gut in Mandalorian. Well, like, he probably actually had time to, like, right. work out right. and get I'm more I'm sure in they, shape, they whereas... called him up for The Mandalorian. Like, dude, do you want to make a cameo, like, a guest appearance in this show? And he was like, yeah, sweet, let's do it. He hadn't been working out for decades, probably. So he had a little bit of a belly, which looked a little funky with the Boba Fett armor. But... Nah, I was, I was, I was all about it. Made him look fierce. <laughs> fierce. Fierce. Dad bod Boba Fett is fierce, according to Zane. <laughs> Looks like Bartolo Colon out there, man. <laughs> yes. Let's go. Bartolo Colon. That's a great reference. Great reference, Zane. Proud of you. Uh, so anyways, yeah, like some awesome, awesome potential that we see in these first two episodes of Boba Fett. Um, and we're looking forward to the rest of the season. Um, are there are there any things that you didn't like about these first two seasons or those first two episodes, Zane? The sand. The mm, Yes. <laughs> it's everywhere it's it's coarse it's, it's irritating. Yeah, it's irritating gets it's everywhere. everywhere it's yeah nobody likes the sand <laughs> agreed that's a that's a great point <laughs> great point okay anything else besides the sand that you did not like about these episodes <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, gosh. no like it's been it's been good like it's another one of those shows you kind of go in you're like i'm not sure what to expect and Everything we've gotten so far has been pleasantly surprising and like, let's just keep the story going. Like, I don't think it was one of those shows that you weren't placing a ton of expectation on it, but like so far, like it's, it's setting the bar high, but you kind of knew it was doing that from what you had with the Mandalorian. So I think it's, 
it's just going to take yeah. that in stride and keep going yeah. with it. I'm totally with you there. Like, I came into this kind of, like, apprehensive. Like, why are they substituting this for the Mandalorian? Everybody loves the Mandalorian type of thing. But the fact that we're getting this much background character on or background on this character that we have so much like head lore on and we're finally putting some legit like tracks and like canon behind this character. I, I absolutely love that. And I, I, I kind of already mentioned before, like it's kind of hard to see at this point, like where they're heading right now, but it's, I mean, we're only two episodes in. So like, obviously there's plenty of time for that to be, corrected but like i'm still i'm still not like completely all in on this show like i i'm i love the show i think it's amazing i just am really like curious as to where they're heading with it and i i want them to go somewhere good i don't want them to just kind of like show us lore and that's it. Well, I, I don't think that's what we're going to get. I don't think it's going to be just lore. I think they're laying that framework and establishing stuff to kind of build into this next series of things. Because, like, what we had, you know, we had Ahsoka, what we got from Season 2 Mandalorian. We know, um, we know Thrawn exists. So, like... Maybe that's where we go for, like, Boba gets, you know, re- establishes the guild and then crosses back over with the Mandalorian. And then, you know, you, we know we're going to get Ezra Bridger back in. So we know we're getting Sabine Wren. So it's now, <laughs> do we get bounty hunters then going after Thrawn? Like, I'm all that's for a, it. I mean, there's a crap ton of stuff that we have yet to see through ahsoka like you said through obi-wan which is also going to take place on tatooine so that's another do you think we get like a post-credit scene at the end of the show that has to do with obi-wan because of it taking place on tatooine it's going to be some. it's either going to be connected with obi-wan we're going to get ahsoka the Mandalorian. like it's going to connect into something that we have i feel like because it's all i think it's all going to run forward from Mm -hmm. here on out absolutely like the mandalorian book of boba fett Obi-Wan, like, just the way Filoni and Favreau have been running things. Like, there's no way they're going to give us a show that's not connected somehow. Like, it's all tying in. These guys, Filoni and Favreau, they know Star Wars. And they know what Star Wars fans want. And they're really, really, really playing into that with these, both The Mandalorian, which they meant as an original show, which it is but they still put a ton of those Easter eggs in there. And this show, which is just chock full of Star Wars lore so far in these first two episodes, like, man, they know, they know what the fans want. So that's, that's what makes me excited for this show. Like we're going to get some good stuff. That's going to make us like, literally, like, I, I feel like if I see Cad Bane, in live action, I'm going to stand up and probably cheer at that point. Oh, 100%. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. I can't, I can't wait for that. So lots of good things to look forward to with uh, book of Boba Fett. So, um, cautiously optimistic is how I would put my, I, I know I'm going to be pleased with the results of this show. I just hope that this show isn't a complete like nostalgia and lore, um, like that's the only reason they did this show. Like I want it to play into the the whole 
direction that they're going basically is what how I'm how I'm kind of like wanting it to play so that's what I'll say I, I'm a little bit more than cautious, cautiously optimistic that's that's I feel like that's a little too reserved so but there's going to be some amazing things happening with the show so make sure you check that out Disney plus um, episodes releasing weekly on Wednesday um, Tuesday nights Wednesday mornings. Wednesday morning um, at like Zane and I Zane and I are watching these episodes at 2 a.m. usually when they drop so you know um pretty darn yeah. close it's it's some good stuff so make sure you check that out so Zane we've got a couple more segments left that we're gonna do um for today the first one is one that we haven't done for a while which is hot and snot hot or snot <laughs> so hot and snot is a segment that we usually kind of just give a couple things that we've been into lately, uh, whether we like it or not. So if we like it, it gets on our hot list. If we don't, it's on our snot list. So Zane, why don't you hit us up with your hot or snot? (laughs) Put a ton of time and attention into researching these, obviously. Uh, My hot, um, well, we know Amazon's working on the whole Lord of the Rings series, which is cool. Can't wait. But I think it's completely overshadowing that Amazon is making a Fallout TV series. I didn't even know that. that, So, yeah. That is about set to go into production. So I have that on my hot because, yeah, it totally gets overshadowed. So is that becoming 2023 then if it's just going into production right now? Yeah, it must be 2023 because it's just going into production. I know, like, tracking on TV shows ends up being a lot faster than movies, I feel like. So it potentially could be, I mean, if they start soon, Maybe it could late be late 2022 or early 2023. Right. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure. Dang. I mean, could be, All right. but that was one of those things I was like, well, that'd be cool because I feel like that could actually kind of work as a TV show because there's just so much you can do with that. Yeah, it's, oh, it's another post-apocalyptic thing, but I think you can, there's enough lore and universe established that you could make some cool stuff and... Obviously, you know, get some dude running around in a the fallout suit and just killing, you know, death claws. Like I'm all about it. <laughs> and uh all I got for my snot is <laughs> they I don't know, what was it, last month, they found some fossilized dinosaur egg and I'm like, guy, can we just stop? <laughs> Like, we've all seen Jurassic Park. Like, I get it. It's really cool. We're, like, we're we're digging up fossils, but just put it back. It's 2020. Please. We've already been through a pandemic. It's 2020. 20, 20, it's 2022. <laughs> I, oh, gosh. You know, I, I don't need a situation of, like, oh, man, we're going to mask up when we step outside but uh but there's also potential that but there's also a velociraptor <laughs> velociraptor <laughs> so absolutely yeah i just i you're yeah, gonna be wearing that not, mask while not. running from the velociraptor it's i mean it's it's rough it's a rough situation right for sure <laughs> let's let's just not please let's not come on just do better <laughs> scientists of the world think about this a little bit do better all right, is that all you got, Zane, for your hot stuff? <laughs> yeah, okay. that's all I got. All right, I've only got a couple things as well. So for my hot, um, I've got, I'm going to say this uh, the way that God intended it and not as my Midwestern accent, Encanto. 
Uh, it's a movie that dropped on, well, actually, it came out in theaters about a month ago and then finally dropped in Disney Plus, I believe, about a week ago, two weeks ago or something. Great film. Um, I would say that the soundtrack is 100 times better than the movie. I like the movie. The movie's cool. But the soundtrack is amazing. Another Lin-Manuel Miranda uh, genius soundtrack. The dude cannot do any wrong in my eyes. I like love everything that he's doing. Um, I would, I'm literally like two or three nights at work this week, found myself listening to the soundtrack while I was like, you know, charting or doing other stuff at work. So make sure you check that out on Disney plus soundtrack is amazing. Movie's good too. So watch the movie and then add it to your iTunes or, you know, uh, Spotify playlist or whatever. So great stuff. Uh, on my snot list, I just have one thing as well. And that is Cherry. So this is a movie um, <clears throat> on Apple TV Plus uh, with Tom Holland, actually, as the main character. And he this is directed by the Russo brothers, which kind of got my attention. It's been out for a couple months now. Like, it, it's not, like, new. But I, I subscribed to Apple TV Plus, so I was trying to watch more stuff on there. And I watched it, and, like... I'll give it props because the cinematography and like just everything, it's very well produced, um, which everything on Apple TV that I've watched is an orig original Apple TV production has been. Everything is very well produced. But this show, so Tom Holland is um, this basically kid who just kind of has a rough home life through as a teenager he grows up and, you know, like go, he goes into the army, has a rough time in the army, um, and then he comes back and has a rough time at home, ends up becoming addicted to drugs. And really, there's just, I don't know, there's like no substance to this movie. I didn't really know what point it was trying to make. Like it was, it was, again, well produced like Tom Holland does a great job acting as this serious. It was kind of weird to see Tom Holland in this serious role. Um, and I don't know. It just, he did a great job, but like the movie itself, it was a one-time watch. Like I, I probably will never go back to this. So I'd give it a three out of six. Um, oh, you know what? We haven't even rated anything on the show yet. So we'll go ahead and plug the rating bumper. This is how we rate things on the infinity rose podcast right here. Here on the Infinity Bros Podcast, everything is ranked from a 0 to 6 point scale. 0 meaning horrible, and 6 meaning absolutely excellent. If all of the Infinity Bros rank something a 6, it gets an infinity snap. So yeah, it was a 3 out of 6. It was fine. It wasn't a bad watch by any means. If you're on Apple TV Plus and you have like... And it's a long movie too. It's like 2 hours and 45 minutes. If you have that long to burn, like, sure, check it out. But I wouldn't, like, you know, say set time out of your schedule to go watch it. Um, it just, I don't know, it just seemed like there wasn't really a point to the movie. Um, it kind of just made me depressed because I saw a lot of addiction and terrible things happening in the movie. So <laughs> just kind of, yeah, made me a little depressed. So, yeah, I'm snotting that one it wasn't like completely awful but it wasn't uh, it didn't brighten up my week at all so so there you go that's our hot and snot uh so because we didn't mention that before zane what would you give the first two episodes of uh Bo book of boba fett what would you rate them great question i 
I'm thinking like five piece. Yeah, I think that's five. I'm, five I'm on the same th- uh, thought wave there. I think five, five out of six um, for both episodes one and two. Like solid, really good. Um, I struggle. I wouldn't. I guess I wouldn't call them like mind blowing, right? Like we kind of expected everything that was going to happen, but it was still like amazing to see it. It's, it's good to see it, but I think a lot of it too is just it, it's you're through two episodes but part of it yeah it's just kind of a it's building to something but it's kind of slowly building like it it's had action but it's not a ton right. of action well and that's like, the, like we kind of knew right. that's what we that's were that's the, the complaint that we've had with a lot of those marvel shows is that like they're just way too short like we just need more character development we need more time with the you know relationships in those shows to develop them so if they're taking it slow so be it, you know, like I, I'm okay with that. So yeah, I, that's what I'd, I'd stand on that five out of six. All right. So we'll live, move into our last segment of the podcast, our top six. We're going in three, you're entering the top five on the infinity bros podcast starting now. So our top six is a water cooler discussion of it's usually a list of just random things that we're um, we're, we come up with before the show starts. And uh, today we're we are coming up with the top six list of the things that we're most excited for in 2022, whether that be video games, movies, TV shows, uh, media, any type of media. Uh, nerdy stuff that we're excited for in 2022. So, Zane, why don't you go ahead and just go ahead list off your whole list we'll just go you first and then i'll end us and then we'll get out of here all right um number six we're finally supposed to get uh they're supposed to start filming blade oh and I'm yes very excited like yeah that's not coming out till you know 2023 or whatever okay. but i'm just like just here's I, I here's a a like, big rumor like nothing confirmed but i've heard that blade is actually supposed to appear in the moon Knight series that is going to be dropping this year so i've heard that as well and i'm like i'm all about would it be amazing Whew, man <laughs> right that would be wild yeah that's uh that's a big one for me so i'm like just anything blade yep let's let's zane's all about blade give it give sure. it to me <laughs> all right um let's see number five i, I don't i guess I don't know if it should count as excited. Maybe it's part scared, whatever, but I turned 30 this year. And I don't know how to feel about it. <laughs> I love that you put that in your list. I, I'm just like, dude, I guess I'm just trying to hype myself about it. I guess. That's, isn't <laughs> like, it weird to think? Okay. Here's the thing that I think about every time I think of, cause I, I turned 30 this, this year, this past year in August. So here's the thing that I think about. I watch an NFL football game and like 75% of the players on the field are younger than me. That's what, I, when I think about that, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm old. I'm old. Like, this is wild. These guys are all younger than me. That's crazy. And they're massive. They're huge. They're fast. They're strong. <laughs> and here I am like sitting in my basement, like having a, we're, we're having a podcast together about like nerdy stuff. Wild, wild stuff. 
Yeah, yeah. So I, I guess I'm just trying to stay optimistic about it. But my attitude could, about that could change. <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, keep burning through these. Uh, my number four is video game coming out called Forspoken. Um, it looks very cool. It's going to be a PS5 exclusive. I think it's a timed exclusive. Um, but if you haven't seen anything about that, check that out. It looks gorgeous. It looks very interesting. So I'm excited about that. Uh, number three, obviously Moon Knight. I mean, got to keep going with the Marvel stuff. Like, let's go. Uh, no, right. Uh, number two, what we were talking about earlier, uh, Midnight Suns. Again, I, some people were hating on the whole, it's going to be that card turn base stuff. I'm like, nah, it, Give me a Marvel game that's like XCOM. Absolutely. Like, that's perfect. It's yes. exactly the real-time strategy. Like, yes, that's... I will play the crap out yeah, of that game. Absolutely. And that my, my number one, again, dipping in the well of games, because one of my all-time favorite game series, we're getting God of War Ragnarok. Uh, God of War is probably still my number one all-time favorite game. Um, and just getting the sequel to that. So that's... That's definitely the biggest thing I'm looking forward to this yeah, year. Absolutely. Yeah, that looks sick. I, and I've played like most of the um, God of War, I think it's 2018 version PS4. And that game is incredible. Awesome game. So that's a that's a cool thing to be looking forward to for sure. Um, so I'll go with my list here. Number six, we have a Lord of the Rings TV series from Amazon coming out. Later this year, it's dropping in 2022, they've announced, which, and I, I mentioned this before the podcast started saying, we don't have a title for this series yet. We don't know anything about it, really, which is kind of weird to think that it's dropping in 2020 when you don't know anything about it yet. All we know that it's like a prequel series it takes place like potentially thousands of years before the events of Lord of the Rings and... I'm I love Lord of the Rings like that's one of my favorite fantasy like worlds so I'm hyped for anything Lord of the Rings Amazon does a great job with their shows so I'm excited for it either way um, a lot of weird things we've heard about the show like we've heard that it's going to be like rated like TVMA for potential like nudity and I'm like I don't right. I don't know <laughs> what that's about but I it's right. Lord of the Rings so I hope they do it tastefully but it's yeah I don't that's that's a weird thing about it but I'm excited for this series I I'm going to watch it either way regardless of what comes out about it it's going to be sick so number five is the Batman uh, that's going to be dropping this year this is not high on my list because it's Batman. We've had how many movies of Batman before this? So, so many movies, like a ton of them. So it's, it's still cool. I love Batman. He's a great character. Um, Robert Pattinson looks awesome. We're finally getting the Riddler um, in a modern live action movie, which is going to be awesome. I know Zane, you're like a huge Riddler fan in, in the Batman villains. Um, I think that's going to be sick. So pump for this, but you know, it's, it's been done. It'll, it'll do well. It'll be awesome. I'm excited for it. My number four is midnight suns as well. Zane, I me and you, this might be like our thing. This would absolutely not be on anybody else in the infinity bros no. list. <laughs> Maybe be on like Jarrett's met honorable mentions. Like I don't even think it would be on his list, but like, we're strategy guys. Uh, we love the strategy, like mind games, and this game 
man, I'm just pumped for this. This is going to be so cool to finally get like a turn-based strategy game in a superhero vein. It's going to be fantastic. Can't wait for it. Number three is also Moon Knight. This looks fantastic. Um, I have not read many Moon Knight comics, but what I have read and what I've heard about this character is completely bonkers off the wall. I'm I'm honestly shocked that this is dropping on Disney Plus because I'm expecting this series to just get super wild. So this is this is going to be wild. I'm I'm super excited for it to see how this character is going to be integrated into the mostly like tame ICU or ICU uh, MCU <laughs> to my nurse nursing work stuff on, work on the brain, <laughs> but the MCU is like, it's pretty chill. It's pretty mild right now. Like we have some mystical stuff in there with Dr. Strange and his kind of surrounding characters, but um, Moon Knight is going to just elevate the wildness in the MCU. I feel like, so uh, that's going to be an awesome show. Number two is Obi-Wan Kenobi. Like, We've been waiting for this Kenobi show, I feel like, for, like, years. It's been so long. Um, and with the, with the, just, they're knocking these Star Wars live-action series out of the park with Mandalorian and Boba Fett so far. I am just super hyped for this show. And I, I'm honestly shocked we haven't gotten a trailer at this point. Like, I thought they were going to drop a, a full trailer last year when they had the Disney Plus Day reveals, and they only gave us, like, some behind-the-scenes random crap like Ewan McGregor talking and we saw like a shot of Hayden Christensen doing some lightsaber training which is sweet like I'm excited about that but like I wanted a trailer I wanted to see like some something from Kenobi and I'm I'm honestly like I can't be mad because I've been on the train of like trailers are revealing way too much these days and i want to be like completely shocked and surprised by this show so i this is a series that i am like super duper hyped for and like all these other star wars shows have been awesome but like we haven't gotten a solid good lightsaber fight since the prequels like let's be honest like there's no good real lightsaber fights in the sequel series like whatever you think about the sequel series there weren't any good lightsaber fights in the, in those shows. So that's, that's, that's very sexy. <laughs> like they were like, it was good action scenes, but there weren't good lightsaber fights. Like, come on. They were like every lightsaber fight you see in the sequels. They're literally just like hitting each other's lightsabers. And that's it. <laughs> like, that's all they do. So like, I mean, it comes nowhere near um, Obi-Wan and Hayden Christensen or, or and um, Anakin Skywalker in Re- Revenge of the Sith or the duel of fates in phantom menace, like nothing anywhere close to those lightsaber fights. So I'm, I'm hoping for one super solid lightsaber fight, uh, crossing my fingers that it's going to be Obi-Wan and Darth Vader with Hayden Christensen, like coming back for this show. Like that would be a mind blowing. If we get a lightsaber fight between those two, that'd be awesome. Um, just like our, our, you know, like a basically, rematch of revenge of the sith like that would be fantastic so this show i'm very excited for my number one though however to nobody's surprise is across the spider-verse this show is dropping towards the end of 2022 uh into the spider-verse is my number one movie of all time not like not even superhero movies like 
my number one movie of all time. I absolutely love Into the Spider-Verse. I think it's the best piece of media ever made. And I cannot wait for Spider-Man 2099, Oscar Isaac as Miguel O'Hara. Like, just, oh, man, this show is going to be fantastic. I cannot wait for it. Um, I... I, I'm sure I'll be talking about it probably all year on the Infinity Bros podcast leading up to it. So we'll do a special spoiler cast when it finally drops at some point and be able to release all that pent up um, hype that I've <laughs> that I've had for it all year. But man, this is going to be fantastic. Cannot wait for Across the Spider-Verse part one, part one. We're getting another part to Across the Spider-Verse. So, man, it's it's going to be fantastic. So that's my top six list. Zane, I really appreciate your list as well because I feel like you're the you're the gaming guy on the Infinity Bros podcast. We need to have some of those gaming takes, and a little bit. I can't wait again to get you streaming in 2022. It's gonna be it's gonna be fantastic. We'll, we'll, see, so, what, we'll, see, what we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Zane, thank you so much for joining me on this uh, 101th episode, 101. 101 of the Infinity Bros podcast. Well. Infinity Bros Universe, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, thank you for making us a part of your podcast experience. Uh, whether you are um, at home listening or you're on your way to work or you're at work, thank you so much for hanging out with us, uh, the Infinity Bros, in through our podcast, through our website, theinfinitybros.com, through our Discord, uh, through our Twitch stream. We thank you so much for everything that you do to be a part of the Infinity Bros universe. We love you 3000. Have an amazing day and week wherever you are. And we will see you next time in the Infinity Bros podcast. We love you 3000. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to the Infinity Bros podcast. You can find the Infinity Bros on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at the Infinity Bros. Feel free to send listener feedback via email at infinitybrospodcast at gmail.com.